update to you with the following um, <clears throat> the following accolade, the following description. A day of love and friendship. A day of no jealousy and lack of competition. So which day am I am I talking about? A day of love and friendship. A day of um, <clears throat> breaking away from jealousy and competition. In the Machzer, let us all skip it, but in the Machzer, right after the Avoid of Yom Kippurim, Yom Kippur is described by those words. Yom Sinas Av of Areus, Yom Azivas Kina Betachros. It's a day of, of, of just breaking away from, from, from Sina, from competition, from Kina. They have love, they have friendship. <clears throat> Most people in Yom Kippur don't talk to other people. I'm one of those. People are busy with themselves, with their maxer, with their vidui. How does that stem? How does that connect with the avoid of Yom Kippur? I'd like to begin <clears throat> with Rabbeinu Yoyna in Shari Tshuva in the fourth shahr, the beginning of the fourth shahr. Rabbeinu Yoyna tells us, you know, Rabbi said, look, we're a little more than a day until Yom Kippur, until the day of the year, the holiest day of the year. Rabbi Yana tells us the attitude that a Yid should have approaching Yom Kippur. I have a, over the last, including this morning, over the last few days, one after the other, people are coming in, talking, nervous, concerned. Rabbi Yana tells us when a person does an Avera, a person violates a loisase, <clears throat> does tshuva, he needs to be concerned with his Avera. Yidag la'avayna. However, v'yichsof v'yechake la'hagia le'yom ha'kippurim. Yichsof is the same k'nichsof nichsafti that we sing about in Yedid Nefesh. It's the same word. K'yichsof, he should long v'yechake and wait, be awaiting, can't get there fast enough. La'hagia le'yom ha'kippurim. Why? L'man yisratza el Hashem yisbarach. Because on Yom Kippur, he's going to come back to the graces, to the good graces of Hashem. And when you're in the good graces of Hashem, when you're a recipient of Hashem's Ratzon, then a person has Chayei HaNefesh and Chayei HaGuf, like the Pasuk says, Chayim Beretzayna. When a Yid approaches Yom Kippur, Rav is telling us, this is the day that we long for, this is the day that we await for, this is the day that we... we're, we're we're so excited to be able to come to. Ki herasim says Rabbeinu Yoyna. If a person does that and feels the relief, to the point that he makes a suda on Erev Yom Kippur, we can't eat on Yom Kippur, but there's a mitzvah to make a suda on Erev Yom Kippur, why? Ki herasim it's a happy suda. It's celebrating the fact that HaKadosh Baruch is going to give me a kapara. Ki herasim and it shows that I take the things that I... The things that I don't do right, I take them seriously. If a person comes to Yom Kippur without the sense of relief, without the sense of, 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 of excitement to get there, so either a person's full of years, and a person's given up and says, well, I guess I'm just stuck in the route that I am, or a person doesn't take it that seriously, the things that he needs to fix. But all of us, <clears throat> people who are in yeshiva, people who take our Avadis Hashem seriously, take our limud seriously, we take our filah seriously. When Hashem tells us not to do something, we take it seriously. When Hashem tells us to do something, we take it seriously. 
but we're not perfect. And perhaps in certain cases, a little far from perfect. But when the Yantuf of Yom Kippur comes, Gemara calls it a Yantuf, when Yom Kippur comes, it's an opportunity for a person, if we do things right, a person could get this wonderful thing called Kapara that we're going to speak about now. When a person gets that Kapara, the attitude is one of complete relief. And the happier, the more excited that a person is coming into Yom Kippur is a testament to the, to the seriousness with which he takes his Avodah Hashem in general. <clears throat> so let's speak a little bit for a minute about the name Yom Kippurim. What is Kapara? You know why this is a little bit ambiguous? Because we never ask for it during the year. Throughout the year, we ask for slicha and we ask for mechiva. Slach lano avino kichatano. Mechal lano malkino kifashano. We ask for slicha and mechila throughout the year. We never ask for kapar. Comes Yom Kippur and we ask, slach lano, mechal lano, kapar lano. The whole name, of, the whole name is Yom Kippurim. So what is the difference between slicha, mechila, and kapar? We're going to be speaking, mentioning it over and over again tomorrow night on Yom Kippur itself on Shabbos. What is it, and what does it mean to us? And what do we do now that we know what it means? There are many different biurim, and the beer that I'm giving you is something that I learned in a sefer called Kaddish Venerishmai. It's a, a, a newish sefer, written by one of the mashkichim yeshiva Ari Yisrael, Petach Tekva. It's, it's a sefer that has changed my life in a hopefully good way. <clears throat> so I'd like to give you over a little bit of the way he explains it. A person commits a crime. Let's say a person, you pick whichever marshal you want, a person commits a crime. So there are three things he needs to contend with. Number one, the punishment. What happens when a person commits this crime? What happens when a person violates a certain thing? There are consequences, there are certain punishments. <clears throat> when the judge is ready to forego a punishment, the person runs a red light. So three points on a license. Yeah, I think it's three points, right? Yeah three points on a license, a person speeds, a person does something, there's consequences, are fine. The consequences are the first thing that a person's worried about when this happens. The consequences when a judge or when a plaintiff or when a friend is ready to forego the consequences, that's something called mechila. Mechila amoichel means that I'm ready to, I'm not pressing charges, I'm going to walk away from the charges. I'm moichel the damage. I'm moichel the money you owe me. I'm moichel the payment. Mechila is for the consequence of the ownership that we're supposed to have. Slicha is deeper than that. Because even if you don't take, <clears throat> you know, let's say somebody bothers you, somebody um, goes into your car. The person, person says, you know what, it doesn't cause me that much damage. It was really, I had, a, I had plenty of other dents in the car anyway. So you moichel the, but you're still upset with the person. A taina, a tviya, the fact that I'm not, even if I'm not going to act on it, but the fact that you did something against me, the fact that you did something wrong, so that is something that, if, that requires forgiveness. To forgive somebody is not just to be moichel, the consequence. To forgive somebody means that we're back to where we were, we're okay. But what happens still happened. Even after mechila, and even after slicha, whatever it was that happened, happened. I was once involved in a case, without going into Pratim, of somebody who vandalized a certain yeshiva in the neighborhood. There have been two Bachram who went, they vandalized, it caused tremendous amount of damage. And the, the, the boy was going through whatever he was going through, and we went and we asked, myself and somebody else who deals with kids at risk, 
went and asked the head of that institution to forgive him, provided that we were going to get him into help. And he agreed to do it, and he dropped the charges. But you know what happened? The DA, the district attorney, picked up the charges. They said, a person who does that doesn't just get off the hook. And he ended up getting it a lot worse than he would have gotten it <coughs> had the charges been pressed. So you know, we tried to help, but it was misplaced. Rahmanus, apparently, at least in the opinion of the DA. When a person has something on a record, a person commits a misdemeanor, a person commits a, 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 a type of a crime that he has, there's certain professions you can't go into, even if there were no charges pressed. And even if the person is, is, is salayach, he forgives. But a record is a record. The word kapara, Rashi says in the Sechaz Gittin, the word kapara means to wipe clean, to wipe clean, to erase. Throughout the year, we never ask for kapara. The best we could ask for an Avera B'Shoige, we could ask for an Avera B'Mezid, we ask Hashem, Machal Lanam Al-Kinik Hashem, just don't press charges. An Avera B'Shoige, we say Slach Lanam, we ask for Slicha, Hashem, forgive me, I wasn't paying attention, I didn't realize, you forgive me. But Kapara, Kapara means, if a person is Zoycha to Kapara, Siyam HaKippurim, Kapara means there's nothing there. Nothing there doesn't only mean that you can... Nothing there means the consequences of the hate. Don't have a hashpah on a person. It's an incredible thing. If a person has a condition, a person has an ingrown toenail that he doesn't take care of, then the longer you leave a wound, it festers. Even if you know, you're not upset with a person, a person gets a wound, you leave a wound and the wound festers, it could become very, very dangerous. A person has something. Until the kapara, until the hate is removed, there's a stench from the hate. It has an effect on the person. Even if a person is not going to get punished, and even if Hashem is Moichel, but the Neshama is a solid Neshama, the ears of the Neshama could get clogged, the eyes of the Neshama could become blind, the, the veins of a Neshama could not allow the Ruchnias to flow through the system. These things happen all the time. And that's a consequence from Chet. Yom Kippur is a Machaper. Machaper means there's no trace that's left. It's gone. It's out of the system. Not just in terms of tainas and tears and punishments. A person's clean from it. There's a certain dirt that comes with chayt. We don't like to talk about chayt, but once a year we have to talk about it. There's a certain dirt, there's a certain filth that comes with it. And we have a way, within, within the next 48 hours, we have a way to come out of it clean, clean. Mamsha, a clean bull of health, but I have no ramifications from it. There's nothing left. Something, a beautiful gift of Matana that the Baruch gives us. Something called Kapara. So the Mela Rabbeinu Yonah says, that when a person comes, a person's Kaveya Sudan, Erev Yom HaKippurim, tomorrow a person should eat a Sudan. A person on Erev Yom Kippur celebrates. What am I celebrating? It didn't happen yet, but I know where I'm going. I'm pained by what I have. I want to enjoy Ruchniyaz. I want a system that's clear, that's not clogged, this timtumachet. Timtumachet, when a person looks at things he shouldn't look at, when a person listens to things he shouldn't listen to, a person speaks words he shouldn't, a person indulges, eats, any hate a person does, the Gemara says, minit, bam, a person clogs himself, a person doesn't feel, he wonders why he doesn't feel ruchnius, why he doesn't feel a kishmak, why he doesn't connect to things. Very often this is the reason. And I have a way within the next 48 hours to cleanse myself completely that I'm a new human being. This is, this is the simcha when Yom Kippurim comes. I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to throw myself, I throw myself into the machs. I'm going to throw myself into the Abad I'm going to throw myself into the, into the various inuim of the day. 
Let's talk about that for a moment, and then we'll, we'll speak practically. I just wanted to give over the Musa. The Rambam, <coughs> when he discusses Allah's of Yom Kippur, he's a very interesting name for Hilchas Yom Kippur. He doesn't call it that. The Rambam calls Hilchas Yom Kippur, Hilchas Shavisas Asaf, the Halachas of resting on the tenth day. I doubt that any one of us would have come up with this name for Hilchas Yom Kippur. Halachas of resting on, on the tenth day. On the tenth day part, maybe. But that is the tenth of Tishrei. What's a person resting from? So the Rambam says, there's a mitzvah to rest from Malacha, just like we have Shabbos. Shabbos is called the day of rest. A person rests from Malacha. It's the day of Ruchnis. We need to be busy with our Neshama, so we're not busy with creative Malacha on a Shabbos. We rest. Zakta Rambam. Mitzvah aseh acheres yesh b'yom ha-kippurim. In addition to resting from Malacha. V'hu lishpois boy me'achilo shtiyah. To rest from eating and drinking. I'm so focused on my ruchnius. This is the way Rav explains it. I'm so focused on my ruchnius. My neshama is so important. I'm not getting distracted with food. I'm not busy with my phone and with my other gadgets and my other creative malacha, which I even have on a Shabbos. I'm not busy with eating. I'm not busy with drinking. That is really not important. I'm not busy with my shower. I'm not grooming myself. None of that matters right now. I'm busy with one thing. I'm obsessed with tzarche and nefesh. I'm obsessed. The Rambam says, an incredible, an incredible way of looking, an incredible way of understanding it. We don't have time. If anyone wants to hear, we could, we could talk in learning afterwards. He uses this to explain in our Sameach about why a person would not make Kiddush in a year like this. So Yom Kippur falls out on the Shabbos. Machlok is Rabbi Kivega in our Sameach. Does a person make Kiddush if he has to eat it for whatever reason on Yom Kippur? There's a mitzvah to rest from Achilo Oshtia. It's a day where I'm completely liberated. All that matters right now is my neshama, and the reason for that is because when I get that cleansing, I get that kapara, it's a time where I'm able to, I'm cleansing myself completely. It's a, it's a colonoscopy that goes through, that, that unclogs every bit of my system that's clogged. I'm not getting distracted with anything on this day. It's pure, pure shavisa from anything that would distract me from the goal. And that's why I'm busy with my matzah, and that's why I'm busy trying to get this kapara that hopefully Bez Hashem will all get. So what do I need to do? What, is there any avoidance? Rabbi Yudah Nasi, Rabbeinu HaKadosh says, no, Yom Kippur is mechaper by itself. It just happens. Unfortunately, we don't pass in that way exactly. But there is something with this. So let's learn together <clears throat> what to do, and then let's speak out a practical mahala. The Rambam writes, this is in the second parak of Hilchus Tshuva. The Rambam says, Tshuva is always a good thing. Tshuva is always good. If only every time we did something we shouldn't, we would do tshuva and take care of it. That's the best way to do it. That's yafa ilad. Aseris yimei tshuva, of which we're already in the eighth day right now. It's even better. Yafa It's even better. And the tshuva is accepted immediately. A person doesn't need other chatoim that a person would need things in addition to tshuva. Yisurim and other things to help the kapara. Maritzchia says it's it works immediately. A person could bypass that during Sarasi Mechuva. But the Lashon of the Rambam is it's a nice thing, it's a good thing, it's an appropriate thing to do. Comes Yom Kippur, Yom Kippurim. What is the void of Yom Kippur? Huzman Chuva Lakol This is the Zman of Chuva of the year, Yom Kippurim itself. Lefika Chayavim Hakol Lasus Chuva 
Ula his father's Biyama Kippurim. Shuva is always important. And how serious he made Shuva, somebody said to me last night, he said, I haven't started yet. I know I'm supposed to, I know I was supposed to. I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm numb to it. But on Yom Kippur, it's okay, you could do Shuva on Yom Kippur too. In fact, this is the Zman, the Chiyav is to do it on Yom Kippur. Each Yachid, each, each Tzibur, each Yachid, Lasas Tshuva Uleis Vadas B'Yom You know what happens when a person does Tshuva and then Vidui? There's an incredible Medrash, and then we'll speak again, I think as important as all of this, <coughs> the general attitude is a little bit of a ma'ala. The Ravol ben Ali Shor, Ali Shor, in the second Chela, he brings down an incredible Medrash. Rabbi Yitzchak said, you know what Vidui is like? Vidui is ka'adam shuhum malchim shnei nesarim umadbikam zelazeh. Vidui, Sametrash Rabbah. Vidui is a person who takes two nesarim, two poles, and he welds them, he fuses them to become one. That's what Vidui is. Who's the pole? Who's the other pole? What is Vidui? It says revolver. This is awesome, it's wondrous. The matzah, the true matzah, the true way that a yid is supposed to function in this world is to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like a piece of metal that's a, a, attached and connected to a magnet, to a powerful magnet. A yid and the Baruch are supposed to be one. Yisrael, That's the way we're supposed to be. The sad thing is that when we do things that we're not supposed to do, so then that causes causes that on the, ma- on the magnet or on the metal, whichever one, there's gook. There are things that are, are layering on it and don't allow that automatic connection to happen. They're still positioned the same way, but there are things that block. That's the problem of the chayt. The chayt is something that wedges, causes a wedge. Everything's in place except for the things that cause that wedge. When a person does tshuva, and a person removes, he does what he needs to do, and tshuva culminates with vidui. Vidui is the last step of tshuva. When it culminates with that vidui, a person says that vidui, and the guk gets removed once and for all, boom, the two come together, like two nasarim, like two beams, that become, mamash become one, is us and the vayrayalam, and a person could have such a euphoric existence, such an incredible close relationship, where everything just makes sense and everything is right. That's what I'm trying to accomplish with my tshuva and my vidui, which is the mitzvah sayyam. So a person will say, you know, you tell me that the mitzvah sayyam is tshuva, and just take a quick peek at the al and so many things, a person could relate to so many of them. We should have been working on this since the beginning of Elul, which is not a, wouldn't have been a bad idea. But halakha l'may, so what do we do now? It's a day, it's a day before. I mentioned in the vow on Tuesday, not everybody was able to make it, so I just want to mention Yudha Ibn Ezra. When the Torah writes about tshuva, and also <clears throat> when Hoshea Hanavi, in the Haftarah last week, talks about tshuva, he uses a very interesting lashon. Shuva Yisrael ad Hashem Alekecha. Yisrael do tshuva ad Hashem Alekecha. Do tshuva until Hashem. Should have said do tshuva to Hashem. Shuva Yisrael El Hashem The Ibn Ezra learns, Ad Hashem means, do it little bit by little bit by little bit until you finally get there. Ad, until. Tshuva, tshuva is a process. Tshuva is very often a life process. But I have to begin the process. 
and I need a mahalo. We have, at this point right now, we have a date between now and, and, and Yom Kippur, a little more than a day. Every person, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people are already working on, on different things, to come into Yom Kippur with a mahalak for at least one thing. There's at least one thing that I'm coming in with that I could say, I really feel bad. I really have harata. I should really not have done that. I don't belong doing things like that. A person like myself is better than that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm committing. I saw in the Palayoyitz, a person could be makabal b'linev. Even though the Rambam might not be my... A person could be makabal b'linev. B'linev Hashem, I'm telling you that I really want things to be different. I, I'm embarrassed. I don't know why I've done... To pick one area, one thing, that I know coming into Yom Kippurim, that that's going to be my primary focus. At least one thing, I'm coming and doing tshuva. And the second thing is, and I'm putting something on deck, that after Yom Kippur Hashem, I'm working on this next thing. As important as Yom Kippur is, for our, for our tshuva to be, so, so many people say, but, you know, but I, I go back to the same things year after year after year after year. So, so what's next? I'm having something I'm working on today. On Yom Kippur. It's a lot of alchets. I'll get the best session. But what is my plan for after Yom Kippur? Remember when I was in Yeshiva, in Chavin Yeshiva, right after Yom Kippur, I couldn't believe it the first year that my Rebbe gave Shir. It was like a half hour it's almost like what goes on here with the Shagas, Ari Yeshurim and everything else. Whenever you think it's time to breathe, there's another. Right after Yom Kippur, like Mamish, it was the time to cut. And I remember asking him, like, why now? He says, if not now, when? What was the plan? Like, what is the to plan Matzah Yom Kippur? Certain Hasidims and dance have live music and it's, it's Mamish, you know, like Simchas Beis Shreva the night after Yom Kippur, on Matzah Yom Kippur. What am I doing the morning after? You know, it's a halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Mishnah Pur brings it. There's a halacha to daven earlier the day after Yom Kippur than other days. Which is a challenge if you daven this evening. It's a halacha. Why? It's the, what is the plan? We go into Ben Azmanim. That's the way the calendar is. It's Ben Azmanim. I really hope everybody comes back for, for, for Simchas Torah. We could be. It was an incredible, incredible Simchas Torah last year. And hopefully we'll all be back and grow from it and gain from it and be here for each other. But what about the day after? I'm, what, Rubanshan, what am I going to work on? I'm working on today. I'm working on. Shuba doesn't have to be that complicated. It's really not that complicated. Pick at least one Indian. My, my goal is Shuba Yisrael Adashem Alakapa. The Ibn Ezra was a great reason. The Ibn Ezra told me that it's okay. La'at, la'at, ma'at, ma'at is his lashon. Slowly but surely. It's a lifetime of work. But I'm starting and I'm going to work and I'm going to pick one thing at least least one thing that I'm going into Yom Kippur with, with a straight face that I know, and when I get to that part, I'm going to focus on it more. And Rabbanu Shalagam, I'm committing, I'm going to get to the rest. And my proof is that I have a plan for after Yom Kippur. After Yom Kippur, this is the next thing I'm going to work on. It could be small, it doesn't have to be big, but there's going to be a next thing. And Mitzvah I'm going to come into Sukkot, not only with what, the Simcha of Sukkot is also the Simcha of the relief after Yom Kippur. That I'm going to come into Sukkot knowing, number one, that I went into Yom Kippur whether I've been working on it throughout a Sarasimei Tshuva, or if I'm one of these Yidin that come at the last time, but I still get myself in that door. I'm going to come, going to come into Yom Kippur feeling empowered that I know I worked on something. I have one thing that I'm working on specifically. And right after Yom Kippur, I'm going to move on to something else, to one more thing. Then at least I could say that I'm working not only Ma'at, but Ma'at Ma'at. Ma'at is not always good. Ma'at Ma'at is very good. Because it sets a pattern and it sets a tone. Mubarak everybody here. Mubarak all of us.
that we should be successful in our Avodah Satshuva. We should believe in the... You know, I was telling somebody earlier, the Rabbana Shalom is the Machaper. We don't have to be the Machaper. Picture this heavenly vacuum cleaner that's coming and purging out all the gook and dust as long as we unclutter the floor. Rabbana Shalom is the Machaper. We need to do ours. We come in, a, a, a sincere Kabbalah blinader, a Kabbalah lahabah to be better, with Harata, a person articulates these thoughts through Rabbana Shalom, and Rabbana Shalom is going to unclog us to a point that we'll feel like a piece of metal going to a magnet. We should all feel it. We should all connect to it. But we need to at least unclutter the, unclutter the terrain a little bit. Whatever, do whatever you need to do today so that tomorrow is a day you can focus. So tomorrow is a day, brought that in halacha, to go to the mikveh, to go, to be matar oneself, to ask mechila from friends. We asked at the beginning, how, why would you describe Yom Kippur as a day with no competition and no... Nothing else really matters. What really matters right now is that I'm clean. What matters is that I have a relationship with the Rabbanu Shalom. Everything else is small. Everything else is petty. We should all be zarecha to the Yom Tzom Kippur Yechoseimen for an incredible, wonderful, successful year of Aliyah, of Steigen, learning together, growing together, and being the people we always wanted to be.